Today's episode of Beyond the Rut is sponsored by Capshow, which is the ultimate AI content marketer for entrepreneurs who podcast, vlog, or live stream like yours truly. Stay tuned throughout this episode to discover more ways you can use Capshow for your content. For now, let's get straight into the episode. Th- that look on his face to me just said, but I would rather try because now I know. Yeah. And that really is the focus of this podcast is, are you willing to try even if the risk is great at failure mm-hmm. rather than in action. Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of Beyond the Rut Podcast, a podcast about inspiring and equipping you to make your own path and live the life you've always dreamed of. I am your host, Jerry from Beyond the Rut Podcast, and I have with me the other host, Brandon Cunningham. Brandon, say hi to the folks listening. Hi, folks listening. We are live and in person. <laughs> live and in person. We're actually recording from my studio uh, because we were having some Skype issues. And, and then we just realized, you know what, Brandon, you live less than 10 miles away. Come on down. I've got the equipment. We'll get set up and we'll get going. Oh, man. So how have you been since we uh, we last met up and recorded? Great. Uh, I think every day gets a little bit better. Today, I spent the morning at uh, the Coastal Bend Blood Center giving platelets. Which you you I look love lighter to and thinner today. So. I feel like I've lost a pound or two. <laughs> Apparently, that's good for your... You know, I'm not going to eat right or exercise, so I go get blood every couple of months. I'm feeling a little woozy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, best line from a horror movie ever, right? <laughs> I'm feeling a little woozy. Uh, Gosh, I would love to have been there with you, but apparently while I was living in Germany, there was something called mad cow disease, oh, and yeah. so thank you, Uncle Sam, for that uh, tour of duty, and thank you, Germany, for those mad, angry cows. There you go. <laughs> One of the things most people don't know is I would love to run the blood bank. If I oh, could yeah. run the blood bank for a year, I could guarantee that we would double donations. There are so many things <laughs> I would change about that. I go a lot, so I see the little things that are missing, and... It drives me absolutely crazy, and so one of the ways that I'm going to get out of my rut, I've been complaining about this for years, is I'm actually going to meet with one of the board of directors and uh-huh. talk to him about somehow fixing a few things around oh, that cool. place. cool. That'd be really cool. Uh, so what are some of the things, or you don't want to say it out loud because he'll just listen to this episode and say, hey, that was a great idea. Thanks, Brandon. That'd be great. I'd love for him <laughs> to fix them anyway before he even got there. But one of the big things, and I think every every business, every church, every every organization can learn from this. When you have loyal uh, attenders or, or uh, customers or whatever it is, Take care of them. Make sure mm-hmm. that people who love your business, who support your cause, are always taken care of. And by that, I don't I don't want a T-shirt. I don't want more prizes. But I have walked out of there. I give platelets. I'm O positive. I'm I'm the you know the universal blood or whatever it is. I'm the one the they want. Donor. Yeah. And uh, I've walked out of there twice in the last four months without a follow up appointment to get oh. blood and and i like to do it every saturday morning platelets take about two to three hours yeah because they take all the blood out of your body and put it all back i think there's probably some more stuff that they do that's not really true but i'm not a phlebotomist or a doctor but yeah uh, i walk out and they say thank you uh, have a good day without scheduling the next appointment yeah and i have to do that i have to call back or what today i just stopped her and i said listen there's no reason why a good donor like me should ever walk out of here without a follow-up. Yeah, I mean, it's just as simple as saying, hey, when would you like to come back again? <laughs> exactly. And it took 30 seconds to do that. Yes. But they and forget it every time. Wow, it, that's amazing. I, I remember hearing from somebody who'd said, you know, when it comes to fundraisers, you know, gala events where they do dinners, there's so much money left on the table there as well because, oh, you yeah. know, they just assume, well, we sold the tickets, we got the silent auction thing going. 
that's all we need. And they never realized, you know, a good chunk of the people attending those things didn't buy the tickets. They were right. handed the tickets like, hey, why don't you take the spouse out to a nice dinner? Or, hey, team, why don't you guys go out for a nice dinner? And then so they're there. And the, and the thing that a lot of places miss out on is asking, you know, doing another uh, call for donation. Like, right. you know, it's just a, you know, even the folks who buy tickets, you know, they're there because they support your, your mission right. and they're going to give something. And in this particular case, you know, they're talking about, uh, you know, money, but what you're talking about is there are people who just, they want to give blood for one reason or another, because, you know, maybe it's something personal. Maybe it's just because it makes them feel good. I guess that's still personal. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I've always enjoyed giving blood because of the benefits of it. It cost me nothing but a little bit of time, uh-huh. and it has enormous benefits for so many people. And I, I really, truly, fundamentally believe most people don't understand blood donation is not as complicated as they think it is. Yeah. It, it's Generally, you can give a pint of blood in maybe 15, 20 minutes. It's pretty quick. It's uh-huh. pretty painless. Giving platelets is a different story. I don't know the complexity of it, but they basically take out the good stuff and give you back the stuff they don't need. Oh, neat. And there's Kinda a way like to plasma. do Yeah, right. It's, it's almost the same thing, I, I believe. Uh, but you can also give two pints. You can give whole blood. You can do all these different things. And, and it really doesn't hurt as bad as everybody thinks it does. Yeah. In fact, the little poke on your finger that they do to test your iron or whatever it is they do, that hurts worse than the one they put in your arm. But uh, <laughs> I, I also know people that are like, somebody pulls out a needle. I'm not going to even do it. Yeah, so, oh, man. Yeah. But it does save lives. I remember the, the lady who goes around and, and uh, does the sales pitch for you to go out to their, their van. Right. You know, she's, she's actually shared publicly that her own mother has gone through surgeries and it's because of blood that was uh, received from the coastal bend blood center that you know her mother was able to go through the surgery so right. you know, it, you know, it saves lives it's, and, it's and that's another thing i think marketing could be a lot better i like her she does a good job but i think you could do so much more oh yeah because even like jury duty they give the spiel every uh, monday morning at jury duty and there's there's a better way they could sell that. You yeah, know, they they make it sound like it's inconvenient. It'll take time and all this kind of stuff. But you know, you get what seven or ten dollars for jury duty. You could actually donate that to the blood center if you wanted to. Oh yeah. And they don't tell you that, oh, <laughs> which is man. terrible. But you know, the, and the point of this podcast is obviously you know we're trying to help people get beyond the rut. But my point of the story is there's more on the table, kind of like you said, than, mm-hmm. than what you're you're seeing that great customer that says, you know, Jerry, I love doing business with you. You're a great guy. I hope you the most success. Do we ever follow that up with what? Well, tell you what, is there any way you could you know, recommend me? I would love to give you, you know, 10% off or a free visit every time, uh, every three people you get to come into my business or to read my book or my podcast yeah. or whatever it is. I want to do something for you to promote my business because your best customers are going to be your best marketing department. Yeah. And I think we miss that a lot of times. Even if it's not a, um, like a quid pro quo thing, like, Hey, you bring so many people in, we'll, we'll kick this back to you. Uh, I've, I've been a customer of different companies where they just sent you stuff because, right. I mean, they're tracking it on their end. Like, Hey, you rented six cars from us. Uh, we see that you're a member of our program. We just went ahead and upgraded you to the next level. Right. So what does that mean for you? Next time you rent a car, free upgrade. Or, um, you know, our, the hotel that I, I stay for work when I, when I travel, you know, I'm, I'm assigned up for their, their rewards program. Right. Well, after so many stays, they went ahead and just upgraded me. I didn't know that was coming. It wasn't part of the, Hey, stay here for 10 nights. And we'll upgrade you. It, just, it 
it was done. Like, hey, since you're a loyal customer, we went ahead and bumped your level. You're now this level, not that one. I'm like, oh, cool. What do I get? Oh, I get two beverages instead of one. There you nice. Go. <laughs> and I think we leave that on the table because you don't need a big rewards program. But if mm-hmm. I said to you, hey, we're going to Seattle next week, your first thought is what hotel chain do I normally use? Oh, yeah. What rental car place do I normally use? And I'm going to stay there. Yeah. Because I know the benefits of that. If it costs a little bit more, I'm going to go with that company. Exactly. Yeah. And most American Express card holders will tell you they do it because of the loyalty program. American Express cards are not the best credit cards in the world, unless, of course, they decide to sponsor us, and then I'll change that. (laughs) But they're they're really more expensive. They're not actually accepted in most places, but their rewards program is by far better than everybody Uh, else's. That's why people have them. Yeah. All right. Now, changing up topics. I mean, we were talking about, you know, serving the community by donating blood, uh, donating to whatever charity you want. Uh, so we're talking, you know, public service in a sense. And before you came over here, like, hey, I want to talk about the elections. So different type <laughs> of public service. And, uh, you know, specifically, I think you wanted to talk not, not so much about like a candidate here or there, but uh, more about, you know, why does somebody decide to run for president or run for office? Uh, tell me more about that. Like, what, what was the thing that said, I want to talk about the elections and what drives people to run for office, even if they think they're not going to win? Well, it kind of falls into the same concept of getting beyond the rut, of getting beyond yourself, your safety, your security. Because if you really think about the people that run for president, most of them live a pretty good life already. They're governor, senator, congressman, or businessman, yeah. as it were, whatever they are. If they never run for office, they're fine. Financially, physically, they're going to they're going to live a good life, but they're choosing to do something that's outside their comfort zone. Yeah. Now we can argue it's ego, it's uh, power, it's uh, whatever it is. And I'm sure it's some of that for everybody that runs, no matter which side of the aisle. And, and we're not endorsing, you know, a particular candidate or saying something negative against a candidate. But I was watching, uh, particularly a little story about, uh, Jeb Bush, who's obvious, you know, his father was president. His uh, brother was president. He's been governor of uh, Florida and, uh, he's just an all around nice guy. Now, mm-hmm. whether you're a Republican or a Democrat, uh, Jeb Bush is a nice guy. You may or may not agree with him, but he's also a human who chose for whatever reason to run for president. After the South Carolina primary, he uh, did not win. He's barely garnered hardly any uh, support. So he had to make the decision to suspend his campaign. Yeah. And he had plenty of money, plenty of name recognition, obviously. And uh, he still had to suspend it because he just didn't have that support. And the look on his face kind of spurred me on. It's like, what would make somebody do something like that? Knowing the consequences of your failing at this is going to be huge because you're always going to be known as the Bush brother who ran and didn't get elected, you know? Yeah. Uh, and th- that look on his face to me just said, but I would rather try because now I know. Yeah. And that really is the focus of this podcast is, are you willing to try even if the risk is great at failure, mm-hmm. rather than inaction. Yeah, so you're almost saying that the benefits of giving it a shot, even if you don't make it to the actual finish line, it's better than if you hadn't tried at all. Exactly. And I'm looking at some of these guys. You know, I, I like uh, Ben Carson. I think Ben Carson is probably one of the best human beings in the race. He's mm-hmm. just a good uh, neurosurgeon. He's a great guy. Clearly, he's not going to win the nomination. Yeah, uh, yeah. In fact, I think he just recently suspended his campaign. 
but he was doing it for the right reasons for him. Now, whether you agree with him or not, it's irrelevant. He thought he was doing it for the right reasons and it was worth it to do it. He's a retired neurosurgeon. He yeah. does not need a job, clearly. Yeah, exactly. He certainly doesn't need. <laughs> and whether you're on one side or the other, 50% of the people are not going to like you or agree yeah. with you. So why would you publicly get up and say, I want to fight 50% of the people? Unless you really felt a calling that not doing something was more important, was, mm-hmm. was less important than doing something and failing at it. Yeah. And remember, you had said in a previous episode uh, with you and Sean that sometimes these guys will run just to get their name out there. So oh, that absolutely. name recognition, if it's not for this primary, if it's not for this election, they're putting their name out there for the next one. Or, uh, you know, maybe they're putting their name out there for a lesser office. I read that in a Fortune magazine article just, just a moment ago. Cause, you know, when you say we're talking about this, I'm like, I better go get some reading done. And, <laughs> and so we do uh, a lot of show prep, yeah. by the way. <laughs> uh, so uh, Joe Biden was, was one of those examples in the article that, you know, Joe Biden was running against, uh, President Barack Obama. And, and when he didn't make it, Obama said, Hey, why don't you go ahead and be my vice president and we'll win this thing? And, right. and sure enough, they did. And, uh, you know, two times, two times. So they didn't just do it once. They did it twice. Right. Uh, maybe there's cabinet positions. So, so, so folks are saying, you know, Mark Rubio probably is not going to win the presidential nomination for the Republican party or the GOP. However, he'd make a great cabinet member. Right. And then, um, what's his name? Christy. Chris Christie. Chris Christie. There we go. I'm like, that, that sounds so much like a donut company. Uh, <laughs> Krispy Kreme. Krispy Kreme. Uh, he, he's been there, clearly. Uh, uh, I, <laughs> I hope he doesn't have mafia ties because now I'm in trouble, right? Uh, in any case, you know, folks are saying he's a, he's a retired attorney. There may be aspiration to be the next attorney general. Right. And so, you know, these folks are, are throwing their names in the hat. Maybe not so much to become president, but to, get a lesser office within the next administration. And, and so there's that. Um, would, would that still make it worth running for president though? I think so because the way you, the way you describe it too is interesting because some people at the very beginning do it in order for the name recognition. Yeah. Maybe I, I'm, I'm running a business or I want a consulting job or whatever it is. And now instead of just being Brandon Cunningham, I'm former presidential candidate, Brandon, maybe yeah. I got, three votes and I have actual seven people in my family, but four of them didn't vote for me, but you know, I can still put that before my name. And then I think there's some people like Chris Christie that said, you know, okay, uh, Donald Trump's in the lead. He's, he's the guy, everything's pointing towards him. Mm-hmm. I'm going to come out and endorse him because uh, he was a very successful state's attorney. He's looking to become uh, attorney general. I'm sure that was at some point was a conversation. I'll come endorse you if, you know, I kind of get a n- wink and a nod that I'll be attorney general someday yeah. and if you win kind of thing. And I think it clearly for selfish reasons and in, in some way that's true, but also because they've got to challenge themselves. Mm-hmm. They've these the people that run for president and and we're not strictly speaking republican i think this is true on the democratic side uh the people that run for president do it because something inside of them says if you don't do this you'll spend the rest of your life regretting it yeah i don't believe at any moment al gore really wanted to be president <laughs> but because of President Clinton's successful presidency, yeah. everyone said you have to run. But I don't honestly believe he ever really wanted to be president. He didn't have that passion to be yeah. president. I, I'm or a that huge, charisma. Right, yeah. exactly. I think he ultimately wanted to do great things, uh, 
you know, for the world, whatever his purpose was in life. I just don't think it was that. Yeah. I think, uh, George H.W. Bush was a great man, a great obvious hero, war hero. He's, he's, he's a great, uh, president in that right. But I don't think ultimately he wanted to be president. Mm-hmm. He had done it for 12 years as vice president and then four as president. And he's, I don't think he had the passion for it that yeah. he thought he did. Yeah. I think somebody like Bill Clinton was probably not, uh, ever in a place in his life where he didn't want to be president. He knew he had something to contribute. Yeah. Politics aside, the man, the the woman that wants something like that is, is driven by the fear of not trying, not the fear of failure. Stay with us. We'll be right back. And now let's talk about how you can use Capshow to repurpose and market your content. If you have a business like me, you can upload your cornerstone long-form content like podcast episodes or YouTube videos, into Capshow, and it will create all your content marketing assets for you. And here's the coolest part. Capshow is more than just a robotic AI tool. It's a powerful blend of artificial and human intelligence designed by marketers to help you organically reach more of the right people on more platforms. Go to beyondtherut.com slash Capshow, that's C-A-P-S-H-O, and start your 14-day trial and see for yourself. Now, back to the show. Yeah. So there are those who go for that goal because they really do want to achieve that goal, too. So it's not just, I'm going to put my name out there. And Oh, absolutely. Uh, let's see. What are some practical ways we can translate the elections into, say, somebody who's trying to revitalize a stagnant career or, um, you know, they just won't pull that trigger on launching their business or their dream? I'd say look at some of the situations. You take somebody like Sarah Palin. She's she's polarizing. You either love her or you hate her. But she created a name for herself out of nothing. Mm-hmm. In a business, say you're in the corporate setting or you're about to strike out there on your own and sell, you know, golf club cleaners or whatever it is your business is, your your initial thought process is everyone's going to say, but you're not qualified. What, yeah. what business do you have selling this product? You've never won the PGA Tour. You've never won. You're not even a very good golfer. So the doubt's always going to come there. But you have to be willing to stick your name out there and interject it into some conversations. And if, say, the business world is where you live and you're not wanting to be an in- entrepreneur, you're just wanting to succeed in your business where you yeah. are now, you've got to take some chances. You've got to grab some projects, grab some situations where you could contribute rather than sit at your desk and say, well, you know, my boss, Jerry, he never comes by and gives me any big projects to work on. Go knock his door down and say, what can I work on? What can I take off of your desk? And initially you hear that and you think, but what if I'm wrong? What if he says here, I want you to, you know, figure out this engineering study. And you're like, I have no idea what I'm doing. Mm -hmm. Give it a shot because failure teaches more than you just not trying yeah there's either zero chance you can become president or there's at least a chance if you run if you don't run there's no chance of you becoming president and there's value from failure too i mean i mean of course it's great if you go for it and you succeed (laughs) it's like yes i did it i was ready and i did it and i proved myself but then there's also value in i went for it Uh, things didn't go well uh these are lessons i learned I, i 
uh, kind of draw from my own experience when I got into real estate. So I, right. I left, uh, a career as an education coordinator with, you know, the company I'm back with now, <laughs> uh, because I wanted to strike it rich. I wanted to go out and, and be a businessman, learn how to do sales, make tons of money. And, you know, when I look back, there were so many things I did wrong. And so, and, and I even put my, my family through about five years of hardship financially and, and, you know, in some ways we're still recovering from it, but we're recovering from it now. Uh, in any case, uh, you know, things I had learned were, uh, you know, when, when a commission check came in, I didn't funnel it back into the business to build the business and create more sales. So, um, as soon as that commission check came in, I treated it like a paycheck and we spent it all. And then all of a sudden I needed to buy, you know, flyers or I needed to buy more business cards or it was time to do a housewarming party. Well, we already spent the commission check, so I kind of have to go skimpy on the housewarming party and pull it off. How do I convince my client and their family members this is a potluck? Right. And and I just come in with a couple of uh, streamers or something. And uh, and so you know, I learned lessons you know from that. So just how you handle the money, you know, you got to pay your people first, of course, but you also got to pay the business first. Make sure that you still have a a, a fed business. To you got to invest in yourself. Yeah. And that's what being in the business world, taking oh, yeah. projects and learning. You know, you get off at five o'clock. That doesn't mean you can't go home and Google stuff, mm-hmm. YouTube stuff, and and take classes at the local college or read a book. Invest oh, yeah. in yourself. Yeah. I even learned a lot about uh, wise counsel. You know, there were times right. where, you know, my wife said, you know what? I know you want to get that coaching program, but it costs $400 a month. You can't afford that yet. Yeah. You know, do get to this middle ground first, right. then do that. And I was like, no, what do you know? This is my business. I got this. And I, I paid the 400 bucks. Turns out four months later, couldn't afford it anymore. We were broke and I had to give up the coaching. And, you know, I, I didn't take enough away from the coaching to make it worth the $1,600 I paid into it. And, and so when I look back, it's like, gosh, if we'd taken that, you know, we, we talk about it all the time. If I'd taken the $1,600 and put that back into the business in a different way, you know, if I listened to, it wasn't just Liv who had said something. There were a couple other folks that said, you know, yes, you need coaching. Not right now. And, right. you know, I listened to one guy that said, nope, you got to dive right in, have some cojones, <laughs> go do it. And I was like, yeah, I'm a man, not do it. And, <laughs> and that's uh, a good key point is maybe uh, the best thing to do is to go to Harvard Business School. But maybe that's beyond your grasp mm-hmm. right now. So do something smaller. Build on, you know, grab a couple of bricks and put them on the wall. And then yeah. go do your job a little bit longer and put a couple more bricks on it until you get there. And too often we think, I've got to you know, blast out of this rut that I'm in to change my life dramatically mm-hmm. rather than just, I got to make a little progress here because that's another thing that I know it's loosely tied into elections, but one of the most successful ways to run for office is to run for a lower office, Okay, you know, run for school board, run for local city council, some of those smaller positions and, and not to necessarily call anybody out, but I've got a couple of friends up in North Texas that just recently ran for some lower offices in mm-hmm. our, our hometown. It's weird when you grow up with people and go to high school with them, and now they're running for elected office. You're like, really? Well, there was no internet back when we were growing up, so you're yeah. going to be okay. But there's, there's a guy here in uh, Texas 
who is uh, the Texas Railroad Commissioner. Okay. And it is a very powerful position here in Texas. <laughs> and it's strange because you think Texas Railroad Commissioner, how's that powerful? Do we even still have railroads? <laughs> it, they really control a lot of stuff as far as commerce yeah. and, and, and gas stations and weights and measures. It is a very powerful position, but it's very low on the totem pole of, mm-hmm. of seniority and stuff. And his name is George P. Bush. He is actually Jeb Bush's, uh, nephew i believe oh wow. or george bush's nephew i think he's jeb bush's son okay and uh he will probably be governor someday or senator or uh, potentially eventually president but he grew up in texas and and he that's what he wanted to do but it's the small investments that you have to make yeah you've got to make yourself a little bit better not try to like i could make you ceo of exxon you would fail miserably because you haven't earned your way to the top Mm -hmm. So never be afraid of getting out of your comfort zone, but also never be afraid of paying the price yeah. to get out of that comfort zone. Yeah, you got to pay your dues in a sense. Absolutely. Well, 10 hours, 10,000 hours of whatever it is you want to be an expert in. You right. Put that exactly. time in. And that's yeah. not video games. So if you're uh, playing video games for 10,000 hours, don't stop I, that. I think I've done that and I still hadn't gotten better. But, <laughs> <That's true. laughs> but you know, podcasting, the more we do this, the better we get at it. Uh, you know, leadership development, the more I, uh, communication skills. You know, the more right. I put into practice what I'm learning, the the better I've gotten at communicating with others and, uh, you know, training, instructional design. Yeah, all Absolutely. those things. So, you know, that's that's for me. I can't speak for our listeners because they all <laughs> probably have different dreams than I do. But they so, could all identify with that. The yeah. first time you train somebody, you were not very good at it. Yeah, correct. You know, uh, I'm a pastor and the first sermon i gave I've, i have on dvd at home i've actually <laughs> never watched it because i think it would probably crush me but i know it wasn't very good and yeah. i'm okay with that because i knew early on i had to do 100 before i would be good enough to do 101 and mm-hmm. you know speeches are the same way opening businesses you have to fail at some things yeah a lot of the great politicians have have not been elected to a lot of offices you know yeah. they they lost some campaigns but you get better mm-hmm. yeah. Oh, yeah. And you look at, uh, you know, President Barack Obama. He was a senator. So was Joe Biden. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, George Bush, George W. was governor of Texas. I believe, uh, well, George H.W. Bush was vice president for two terms and then mm-hmm. governor before that. Uh, he was a congressman yes. before that. President Clinton was uh, governor of Arkansas. That didn't really count uh, as a real state. So. <laughs> Just kidding. Sean Albright's probably say, listening going, wait, Arkansas is a real state. He's going to he's gonna be our first caller. <laughs> now, let me tell you about Arkansas, guys. <laughs> uh, so, I mean, you look at, you know, paying your dues. That was something you had said. You know, all these presidents going back to, um, you know, 1980. You know, President Ronald Reagan was governor of California even. Mm-hmm. So all these guys had done their time as governors or as senators. And even before that, they've done their time at local level government because even Ronald Reagan was a state legislator within the government of California before he became governor of California. So I, I love that, the idea of working your way up. You know, uh, I'm thinking of a biblical story right now. Joseph, you know, he was mm-hmm. uh, his his dad's favorite. And then all of a sudden he was some guy's housekeeper. You know, right. the butler that ran that the house and then he was the guy who ran um the the detail for the prison and mm-hmm. then he became the next guy you know second most powerful guy in Egypt you know and that's important because we can't ever let go of the fact that you have to serve those above you mm-hmm. you know and we can all argue all day that one of the reasons that uh, Donald Trump is so popular and he's he's garnering so many votes is because people are tired of the establishment the same old yeah. same old politician promises they never keep and blah, blah, blah. 
But one of the things that we have to remember is don't be jaded against politics in general, although there's plenty of reason to be clearly. <laughs> most of these people, and it's probably a little naive on my part, but I believe most people run for office because they have the heart for service. They really want to do something good. Yeah. And it may be a different thought process than than I have, but their intent is good. And we have to be willing to serve if you really want to be great. Yeah. You're you're not going to just achieve greatness overnight. You're, it's going to be overnight. Every overnight success is 10, 15 years of overnights you never heard of. You know, so mm-hmm. you just found out today that's who they were. But and then you can totally say, well, everything you are saying is not true if you apply it to Donald Trump. But. Donald Trump's been through a few bankruptcies. He's been through yeah. some some marriages. He's made mistakes. He's had failures. Now, whether that qualifies him or not, we're not going to go there because <laughs> uh, everybody will have an opinion. But, you know, if you have a candidate you want to support, send us an email or a phone call. We'll talk about it. But he's been through things, too. Whether you agree with his direction or not, Every everybody's been through something. Yeah. And, and again, don't take this as we're endorsing anybody. We're talking more of the underlying um, patterns that we've noticed that Brandon's noticed too, you know, you're, you're putting in your time right. too. you know, these guys didn't just go from, I just graduated high school. I did nothing till the age <laughs> of 35 and boom, here I am. I'm president. Come hire me, vote for me. Right. No, they, they've paid their dues. I mean, just about everybody we can think of from today to at least 1980 when Ronald Reagan took office or was it 82, 80. Okay. Yeah. Thank you. Jerry's so, young. Yeah. <laughs> I was four, man. I was four <laughs> years old when that happened, when he got elected. Uh, but, you know, he had paid his dues in the decades before that. Right. And every president that we've had since Ronald Reagan, they've also paid their dues, you know, working at lower level offices and, and just serving. Because, I mean, if, if you're not serving the people, they're not going to put you back in an office. They replace you. Right. You know? And and so, yeah. You got to serve them, serve them in a way that builds trust, and, and that's how you get elected. So they've done something right there, and then many of them, uh, you know, they're they're putting themselves out there because what happens if you don't put yourself out there? Right. There's Nothing. zero chance of you being exactly. Uh, and in in terms of business, there's zero chance of you being promoted mm-hmm. if if the CEO or the the vice presidents or the the upper management don't know your name. Yeah. You know, well, you know, Jerry's the guy that's always, you know, making sure the lights are on and the computer works and the, and the papers are all sorted. And he makes sure that we're organized. We leave on time. We start on time. You know, it's the little things that your bosses and their bosses are going to notice. You know, when when you travel, do you turn in expense reports with some crazy stuff on mm-hmm. it? You know, or or do you try to make sure you stay someplace that's a little cheaper? You come in under budget. You you help the overall organization because that's what the people are going to notice. Yeah. And especially if you're wanting to start your own business, that's a great uh kind of discipline to start now do you care about the people around you is it okay to just say well i know all the lights are on in the building but that's not my problem that's somebody else's i'll just leave well when you own the building that makes a big difference if you find out we know it's jerry's (laughs) the one going around turning all the lights off wow he's saving me thousands of dollars maybe i can promote him or put him in charge of things yeah great is there anything you want to add before we sign off I think if there was a candidate that you were unsure of of who to support, you should probably check out Vermin Supreme. 
I don't know if you've seen the YouTube videos, but they're absolutely hilarious. This guy wears a boot on his head and uh, he's got a beard like me, but he's so funny because he tells you, he goes, he, he's going to, I think he's going to sprinkle magic uh, dust over the country. So everybody's happy, but his number one platform issue is dental health. I don't huh. know why, but that's particularly his issue. And he thinks it's the number one issue facing America right now. But what I love the most <laughs> about him is at the end of the speech, he will say, and, and just so you remember, I'm not going to do any of the things that I'm promising I'm going to do. <laughs> so you, how, how can you not love a candidate like so, that? So no magical powder <laughs> over the United States yeah. to make us all happy. Huh? Not sure how he's going to pull that off. Oh. But on a serious note, I would say just serve. Go out there and do a little bit more than you're expected mm-hmm. to do, and it will be noticed. Maybe not immediately, maybe not by everybody, but if you promote other people and the organization over yourself, eventually that's going to pay off in either your promotion or at least a discipline you can take to the next level. Awesome. Thank you, Brandon. So if you enjoyed this episode, we, of course, would love your support by sharing it with a friend, a family member, a neighbor, a coworker, and just listen to it like 10 times again and again and again, because, I mean, you got to drive to and from work, right? So play us in the car. <laughs> and uh, if you don't have one of those uh, Bluetooth deals that plays it through your car speaker system, get yourself one of those Bluetooth headsets and play it in your ears. <laughs> uh, just don't get pulled over and say, well, Jerry told me to, because um, I'll just say I... I'll just delete this episode. (laughs) (laughs) Seek your own legal counsel. (laughs) Uh, We do want to hear from you. So uh, if there's anything in this episode that we covered that uh, you wish we had covered but didn't. There we go. So if there was something missing. covered but you wished we'd have covered? Uh, Let me see if I can say that over. Uh, (laughs) So if there was something you wish we had talked about in this episode and we didn't, call in to 361-596-3788. And I cannot edit out you dropping your water bottle, Brandon. <laughs> so it, it's in forevermore. Again, that number is 361-596-3788. And um, submit a question. Say, hey, guys, you, you talked about this analogy with uh, the presidential elections and putting themselves out there. But you didn't go here. And we'd love to hear that kind of thing so we can talk about it in maybe a future episode. If you just want to do a shout out and say, hey, guys, you rock, we will definitely play that too. And let's see. Uh, Maybe you want us to interview somebody. Yes. Shoot us a name. That would um, be just so awesome because uh, we're always looking for folks we can interview and uh, you know, just add value to the show and for you, our listeners. So this is our way to serve you. And you, know, you calling in and letting us know how we can serve you better is the best way to do that. Um, we'd also love it if you subscribed. Uh, so go to uh, iTunes and look us up, Beyond the Rut. Uh, we've got this neat little logo that has an arrow. It is not the Nike swoosh, so don't sue us. And uh, we're also on Stitcher, same name, Beyond the Rut. We're on Twitter, at Beyond the Rut. And we're on Facebook, Beyond the Rut. So we've made it very easy. Join us on any of those platforms. Uh, if you're on iTunes, give us a rating, give us a review. And, of course, we'll catch you on the next episode. Take care. You know, the best thing I love about Cap Show is that they have one of the best communities ever. As a Cap Showian myself, I always get invited to masterminds with industry leaders to get the insights and marketing strategies that take my business to the next level. Plus, they love surprising and delighting us. 
Go to beyondtherut.com slash cap show, that's C-A-P-S-H-O, and start your 14-day free trial with the Cap Show team today and join me inside that community.